Without dreams and goals, there is no living, only merely existing. And that is not why we are here. Mark Twain Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Elegant Balance podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting with you again today. I actually took last week off because we were so busy just traveling for the holidays and I've been prepping class for this upcoming semester. If you've been following me along for a while, you know that this semester or this last fall, I had a research sabbatical, which means I wasn't teaching anything and instead focusing on research. And then for the year and a half prior to that, I was teaching online. And so I am just so excited about this upcoming spring semester. I'll get to be back in the classroom with my students. And yeah, I'm excited, like really, really excited. I just hope that my intense excitement does not scare any students away on the first day. (laughs) But seeing as it's January and the start of a new year, I thought that it would be appropriate to do an episode on goal setting. Now, I know in my last episode, I talked about how New Year's resolutions don't always work for me and that I actually find the exercise of choosing a word of the year to be much more useful than making resolutions. However, that doesn't mean that I don't set goals for myself. In my personal experience, goals and New Year's resolutions are two very different things. The typical New Year's resolution goes something like, I want to lose weight or I want to read my Bible more, or I want to be more intentional with my life. And as great as those desires are, those statements alone are not going to move the needle. As you'll see in this episode, goals, at least good ones, have some very specific qualities to them. And if done right, goal setting can be a great way to make extraordinary changes in your life. So let's talk about how to set an effective goal. First, for those of you who are new to the show, I am a business management professor, and the primary course that I teach is focused on leadership and organizational behavior. In this course, we discuss goal-setting theory when we are learning about employee motivation and how to cultivate it. And the same applies to you and me. We can use goal-setting to increase our motivation to actually achieve the things we want to achieve in our life. Much of the research on goal-setting theory suggests that goals need to be both specific and difficult if they're going to be motivating. Goals result in even better results when we receive feedback on our progress towards our goals along the way and when we are fully committed to achieving that goal. So you may be wondering, how do we set these specific and difficult goals, get feedback, and ensure our commitment? And I am so glad that you asked that question because I have the answer today. Let's start by discussing one of the most popular goal-setting approaches first, 
Setting SMART goals. SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Results-Based, and Time-Specific. Let's break that down just a little bit more. First, goals need to be specific. When we are specific about the goals that we want to achieve, we gain a lot of clarity around one, what we actually want to achieve, and two, what we need to do to achieve it. Going back to my New Year's resolution example, I want to lose weight, that's not a very specific goal. A more specific goal would be something like, I want to lose 15 pounds. The more specific we are in stating our goals, the more likely we are to achieve them because we know what we're aiming for. We can see the finish line. Second, goals need to be measurable. When goals are measurable, we can monitor our progress towards achieving them. For example, maybe your goal is to get healthier. First, that's not a very specific goal because it's not clear what that exactly means. It could relate to your diet, your exercise, your mental health, your physical health, etc. We have no way to know when you achieve that goal of being healthier because there's no way to actually measure it. A better goal would be something like my previous example of I want to lose 15 pounds or I want to be able to run a 5K. By making it measurable, we can see the progress that we are making towards that goal. And this provides that much needed feedback and allows us to course correct our behaviors if we're not making progress towards that goal. Next, goals need to be achievable. Now, listen closely. When I say achievable, I do not mean easy. Remember, I already said that the best goals are difficult goals. However, goal setting is more effective when we set achievable goals. Think about it. Would you be more motivated by a goal that you know is possible but very challenging or by a goal that you know is absolutely impossible? When we see something as being utterly impossible, we aren't motivated to even try. So instead of setting a goal so ridiculously high that you can't possibly believe that you'll meet it, try setting one that feels challenging but also is realistically doable. Fourth, goals should be results-based. Goals are not activities. Instead, they are the outcome or the reward that we are working towards. And then finally, goals should be time-specific, meaning that there is a deadline. Stating, I want to lose 15 pounds, is not enough. Without that deadline, there's just no urgency, and you're likely to procrastinate taking any action towards achieving your goal. But when you state, I want to lose 15 pounds in the next six months, it gives you a reason to start moving and working towards it. So, that is SMART goal setting in a nutshell. In order to get the best results from setting a goal, it needs to be specific, measurable, achievable, results-based, and time-specific. Now, in this last part of this episode, I wanted to chat about some of my favorite goal-setting tips. There is so much great information out there on goal-setting. And these are just some of the things that I found most helpful as I set my own goals. And some of them may resonate with you, and some of them might not. But I wanted to share because I've already seen things start popping up on social media. 
people are feeling guilty that they haven't set some big, amazing goals for the year. Or on the other extreme, they are already feeling burnt out before they've even gained traction towards achieving their goals. So it's my hope that some of these other tips will be helpful for you and encouraging for you. So first, let's talk about smarter goals. In his book, Your Best Year Ever, Michael Hyatt discusses his approach to goal setting, which involves setting smarter goals. The big difference here are those last two letters, E and R. Those stand for exciting and relevant. If you do a brain dump of all the things you'd like to achieve, chances are that some of those are simply should goals. You feel like you should lose weight or that you should want to work towards that promotion at work, but it doesn't really light you up. However, I mentioned earlier that goal setting works best when we are fully committed to our goals. It's hard to commit to a goal that doesn't excite us. Take this into consideration when you're choosing what to work towards this year. As for relevant, Hyatt simply encourages goal setters to consider the season of life that they are in. Do you have enough resources available to pursue that goal? Also, how well does that goal align with your personal values? In other words, is this goal relevant to your current life circumstances? And the answer may be a resounding yes, but it also may be that this goal isn't something you should pursue at this time. That doesn't mean you can't ever pursue it or that it's not a good goal. It just may mean that that's not one you should focus on at this point in your life. Okay, another aspect of goal setting that I wanted to discuss is simply just breaking goals down into baby steps. When we're setting goals, especially big goals that might take a year or more to achieve, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by them. Our brain might see the statement, I want to save $6,000 this year, and start to freak out. This is why it's so necessary to just take a step back and reframe the goal in a way that seems much more achievable. Because remember, smart goals are difficult but achievable. Instead of saying $6,000 in a year, try changing it to $500 in a month or $17 in a day. All of a sudden, this goal seems a lot more realistic. Next, I wanted to discuss the compound effect. Embracing the compound effect is a strategy that we can use to reach our goals with seemingly meaningless, small actions. The compound effect essentially states that small choices plus consistency plus time equals big results. The reason I love thinking about the compound effect is because, again, it helps make those big goals that you have for your life so much more achievable. To continue with the example of saving $6,000 a year, skipping out on your morning Starbucks coffee might not seem like a huge deal. It's only $5. But if you consistently skip that coffee day after day, you'll have saved almost $1,800 in a year. That puts you almost one third of the way to your goal and you didn't really have to do anything big or drastic. The same goes for exercise or weight loss. If you move your body for 30 minutes one day, you're not going to see a huge improvement on that one single day. 
But if you consistently move your body 30 minutes a day for a year, you're going to see a big transformation. Embracing that compound effect as you work towards your goals this year will help make it feel so much more effortless. And then finally, as you work towards your goals, make sure that you have fun with it. In today's world, we could all use more fun in our lives. And you will be so much more likely to stick to a goal if you actually enjoy the actions that it takes to achieve it. Are you trying to lose weight? Choose an exercise that you enjoy doing. Don't just start a HIIT workout because everyone else is doing it. Instead, maybe you prefer Pilates, yoga, or a Zumba class. Want to eat healthy? Make it fun by trying new recipes or subscribing to a meal kit delivery service like HelloFresh or Green Chef where new meals are constantly showing up at your door. Want to save money? Come up with creative, inexpensive activities to do instead of going out. Things like board games with friends or classic movie nights or taking hikes in your local park. I pray that this episode is encouraging for you as you set your goals for the new year. As an action step this week, I encourage you to sit down and revisit any goals that you've already set and run them through the SMART test. Are they specific, measurable, achievable, results-based, time-specific? What about exciting or relevant? From there, you can break them down into baby steps and think about ways that you can take advantage of that compound effect. Lastly, do not forget to make this fun. I would love to hear what goals that you are working towards this year. Please don't be a stranger. Instead, send me a message over on Instagram and let me know what you're working on. We can encourage one another as we all make exciting and amazing things happen in our lives in 2022. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.